Hello friends and listeners and welcome to this very special presentation of Monster of the Week. <laughs> I promise I won't keep talking like that. Uh, hey, hello. Hope you're doing well. We are excited to present the second part of our Monster of the Week special. As Halloween is just around the corner. In fact, we're only hours away. But we're dropping this one a little bit early, a day early, so that you can listen today if you've got big plans for tomorrow or what have you. Before we do, just want to remind everyone, this is spooky, 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 and pretty dark. So maybe not for the faint of heart, for small children, etc. But enter at your own risk. I did just want to give a quick update, let everybody know we are working really hard on Season 3.5, and we're already getting the ball rolling on Season 4. But with all of the conditions right now, with the pandemic still in place and all the limitations that we are dealing with, it is a little more difficult to get everyone together for 3.5 because um, not everyone that we need for that can record remotely. So it's making things take a little longer than we would like, but just know that we're working really hard on it and we are going to do our very best to get it to you as soon as we can, but only at the quality and the level that we want it to be at. So we are excited hope that you're all doing well and that this special episode for Halloween will give you a little something to tide you over. I will also mention that we do have some special Make Believe Champions episodes, three in fact, that we will be releasing very soon. So keep your eyes here. Uh, we promise to keep trickling out some content just to help you all get through this time where we're in a bit of an MBH drought. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show and happy Halloween. <laughs> So you and Baseball Boy are uh, in this room together. Don't say that. Of, what, did, I, did it sound bad? No, no. What, <laughs> Baseball Boy? I chose the name Brad because in the novel I'm reading, Dr. Sleep, there's a little boy who gets murdered. His name is Brad something, Bradley something. And the girl who's a psychic who sees it happen calls him Baseball Boy. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he's wearing a baseball uniform when he's murdered. He's like, no, <laughs> don't, don't what? say that. What? No. Sorry, guys. That's the end of this episode. Uh, I'm leaving. I think we need to go. Uh, that's enough. I'm done. Oh my gosh. This is too creepy for Holy me. Holy can't be serious. <laughs> no. When you when you said don't say that, I was like, what is that? A, something is that something I didn't know? Like what is? Holy crap. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of MBH Plays. We are going to wrap up our Monster of the Week story for you today. So, we won't take long getting into it. Thank you so much for being a patron, for sticking around during this short break that we're taking. Um, hopefully this will give you a little something to hold you over during this drought of Make Believe Heroes episodes. Uh, just a quick recap of what happened last time. It's been a few days since Halloween. Our three uh, hunters were investigating the, um, the disappearance of a young boy named Jason Sullivan. 
They attended a Halloween party held at the Sullivan household, uh, which is an annual event here in Winchester, Kentucky. Everyone expected the party to be canceled, but the Sullivans decided to go ahead with it to just sort of keep up some semblance of normalcy. Our three hunters, Brad, Liv, and Rob, all decided to attend the party. Brad specifically to try and discover if this was the uh, the doings of some newly named creature online on the forums called Night Terrors. They came to the party, they uh, ran into some friends, ate some pizza, and Brad began to investigate. There was a strange occurrence where the electric would start flickering and the lights would go off. Everything would just kind of go weird. Eventually, Brad found his way upstairs to Jason's old room while Rob and Liv both went downstairs to check on Mr. Sullivan, who was going to see if he could fix the breaker. Of course, that's when everything went so very wrong. And Brad found himself locked in Jason's room with a stranger uh, who caught him looking through Jason's things, only to be attacked when the lights went off for a time by some creature that took the form of one of his childhood fears, which he called the No-Face. As Brad stood against the No-Face, Rob and Liv faced off with the spectral form of an undead Jason, which was moving on Mr. Sullivan. As each party did what they could to get rid of these creatures, Rob locking one in with his ghostly powers, it told him there that its only desire was to consume all. And that's where we begin, with Brad and this new friend of his up in Jason's room after the no-face has been banished by the light. So as he is sitting there freaking out and you're getting your arm together, uh, the door behind him opens hurriedly, busting into the room, comes a woman. She looks to be in her probably early 40s, early to mid 40s. Uh, she's a you know pretty woman, or you know she looks like she would be a pretty woman, but she looks disheveled. She's not wearing a costume. Uh, she looks like she just got off a bender, you know, like she uh, looks a little bit hungover, bags under her eyes, but she has a fierce look on her face, and she comes busting into the room, and then she stops suddenly seeing the two of you sitting there, and she kind of takes it in. You've put your gun away, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's concealed, and I have a permit. Right, uh, you've uh, you've got your gun put away. You're holding your arm together, and uh, this kid is, is standing there. And she says, "What in the world are you two doing? Get out!" I'm assuming this is the mother. Yeah, you can put that together. There was something in here. Get out of my son's room. Gladly, but I I would say. Probably avoid this too yourself. It's it's dangerous in here. She turns and she sees the other boy standing there and she says, Daniel, what are you doing in Jason's room? Get out of this room. And uh, as she's saying that, like people are now starting to kind of come in to the hallway behind her. Uh, Some people were in the room across the hall. Others just seem to kind of be just rushing up to investigate what the heck was going on. They heard gunshots up here. You hear people say, like, was there a gunfire? And uh, they see this woman standing there addressing the two of you. Are you wanting to try and convince her of something or do anything like that? I mean, you could always roll to manipulate someone. Hmm. 
I want to try to convince her that there's something bad in here and that it's not safe for her or anyone. So would that be manipulating? Um, kind of. Are you are you trying to convince her to like do something about it? At the very least, convince her that not necessarily. I, I'm not expecting her to like pull out a magic wand and uh, expel the the ghosts or whatever. Right. But like, convince her to either explain more if she knows something more, but or to like get out of the house. Yeah. So it's kind of like. I don't know until I know what she knows. Okay. Well, well that's fine. We'll, we'll call that and manipulate someone. Go ahead and roll it for me. I'm going to go ahead and roll it for you. I mean, at the bare minimum, you're trying to convince someone of something or to do something that they do not want to do or believe. I rolled a six. Okay. So I'm going to take a hard move, which means bad things are going to happen. Woo. So what do you say to her? Tell me, tell me what you said to try and convince her. I don't know. I, I understand you're upset. I don't know what you've seen here, but there's something in here. That is very dangerous. And I kind of like paused to wait on her reaction for that. You don't understand anything about me. And Daniel, I thought better of you. You were... I thought you were Jason's friend. I knew this was a bad idea. I... Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Or I will call the police and have you removed. I throw my hands up. I said, like, no argument from me. People sort of clear away for you, and Daniel's walking behind you. He's got his head low, and he stops. You see him stop and try to speak to Mrs. Sullivan, and she just cuts him off. Get out. And the two of you kind of, I guess, maybe shamedly, you're not really, I'm sure, ashamed. He is. Not a li- not even a little bit. Uh, making your way out, making your way uh, through the hall and then down the stairs. Uh, about halfway down the stairs, you come bumping straight into both Roberto and uh, Liv. You guys see Jay coming down. He's holding a bloody arm. I say Jay. You guys see Brad coming down, holding a bloody Brad arm. Brad, And this, this baseball kid falling behind. Baseball boy. Jay, what happened to you? We can talk about that once we're out of here. I need to... seems I'm no longer welcome on the premises. Oh. Finally, a good reason to leave. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, mystery's over. We're done trying to solve this. Peace out, homies. <laughs> yeah, these people don't deserve saving. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were down in the basement. We actually saved Mr. Sullivan. From what? A mutilated child with a knife. Huh. Yeah. I saved the baseball boy here from a monster of some form or fashion. The, uh, I hesitate to say it, but it was the no-face. Oh, gosh, not the no-face again. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Believe me. I never believed it was real, but... Sure. Something's up there. You, you, you didn't see the no face. It sounds like you saw something else. So are you guys like stopped in the staircase or are you walking down? What are you doing? We're walking out with him. Okay. I'm walking and talking. Uh, Daniel, the boy behind you, uh, he says, what? What do we What do? we do?" You guys turn and there's this kid standing there. <laughs> well, I say kid. He's probably like your age. Uh, I'd say he went to school with, with both of you, Rob. You've probably seen him around. He's kind of a smart kid uh, in school. Mm. He's just standing there. I asked him, I said, so you know the Sullivans, right? Yeah, I grew up next door. Has 
Has anything changed lately? Uh, Mrs. Sullivan seemed to be... Uh, Has anything changed? <laughs> I mean, beyond the obvious, or before the obvious. No. no. Jay. Just Jason. Listen, kid. Listen, we, we, we need to get out of here. Uh, if Miss if Miss Mary finds us down here, she is going Ms. to... Miss Mary Mack? No, Miss Mary Sullivan. <laughs> we need to get out. And he steps... Across the floor, the thumping Halloween music behind you all sounding incredibly out of place now. He walks over toward the door. He reaches forward. He puts his handle on the door. And all the power goes out in the house. Ah, told you it was the door. Oh, my goodness. He grabs the handle. He is jiggling it. He is trying to force it open. And it will not budge. Yep, we're locked in here. You hear a beep, beep, beep. And it seems like some sort of security system has engaged on the door that is now keeping it locked. Nice. What? He is trying to punch a code. Nothing. There's no reaction. For us trying to get out, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, looks like we can't leave. Um, listen. Mr. Sullivan uh, steps out of the door to the steps that lead down to the uh, basement. It's dim in here. It's actually pretty dark, uh, honestly, at this point. He steps out and he sees you all standing at the door. And he's there's some light shining into the windows from like street lamps and stuff outside. It seems like everything outside the house is still lit up. So even like the hanging pumpkin lights and stuff are all shining through the windows. It's sort of very dimly lit with light shining through. And uh, he just steps toward you all and he says, Ooh. What uh, what happened to uh, to Jason? He was in the basement. Um, I don't think that was Jason. He looks at you, uh, Liv, because you're the one who pulled him out. He says, "You, you, uh, you were there. You saw, you saw him. What did, uh, what was, what, what's happening?" We're actually trying to figure that out. If your wife wouldn't kick us out but now we can't get out because the door's locked so can you please um you know unlock it uh yes um yeah we we should go we should all go go where we we, we need to get out of here we need to get out i, oh, I don't Mr. know Sullivan, keep uh, it together uh he he reached forward. He he's like shaking, visibly shaking, and he starts punching his code into the uh, the panel to unlock the door. And uh, every time he does, it just goes. Okay, I'm gonna walk through to the outside of the door and open it from the outside. Is that possible? Uh, you go to uh, you know, slip through the door, just right there in front of in front of him. Sure, might as well at this point. It's dark, ain't it? Yeah, it's fine. It's dark, but I mean, it's light enough that he can see you. Uh, you get about an arm through, and you hear a blood-curdling scream from behind you. Okay, I turn around. Uh, y- you all kind of whip your heads around, and you see this uh, girl. She is wearing, like, a fairy costume, like, you know, sparkly wings and all that stuff. And she is looking straight back in the kitchen and, like, hovering off the ground, moving toward her is this thing. It's like a black cloaked figure. Uh, it's floating off the ground. It's got a cloak that comes all the way down over its face, almost death-like, but um, it's a Dementor from Harry Potter. I mean, that's what it is. It's a Dementor. 
it is floating toward her, uh, and it has it has like grabbed onto her, and is dragging her back toward the kitchen. I say nope, and pull out my thirty-eight. Oh gosh. Okay. And I pull out my nine. Oh. Okay. Gosh. Do y'all f- do you fire at it? Well, I also take out my flashlight because it's dark, right? Okay. I'm doing I'm that gonna... thing where I'm holding my flashlight in my offhand and using the t- the top of my wrist to mm-hmm. steady the gun. And I say, let her go. Well, I'm going to, if he's going to shoot, I'm going to roll to help. Okay. How are you going to help? By firing on it too? Uh, I guess I could try to get it to stop pulling her, like yell or... Like, it's pulling her toward the kitchen, and he if he's going to shoot it, we need to kind of make it stop. Are you going to shoot it, or are you trying to... Wait, what's your plan? If it doesn't stop, or, you know, throw its hood off and it be a person and say, no, stop, uh, you know... It doesn't throw its hood off and be a person. It, it doesn't have a bottom that is touching the ground. It is floating. So it's clearly supernatural. Absolutely supernatural. Then I shoot. Okay, and I will say that when you kick your light on it comes on but it's flickering and dimmed it's like it's not it's just not working well okay uh hold it firmly still and you shoot i shoot okay so if you want to help you can just fire at it as well using his light okay so you roll me to help out and alan you um or brad i should say i don't really think you have to roll anything for this i don't roll anything for this eight Okay, with an eight, what I'm going to do with this is your both both of your weapons are going to uh, are going to cause harm. Okay, so your thirty eight is it a one harm or a two harm? It's a two harm. Two harm. Okay, what about your nine mil? It's a two harm. Okay, so unlike the first time when you shot the one upstairs in the room and it j- it pushed it back, but it didn't really seem to hurt it. This one definitely hurts it. It drops the girl. When your bullet hits it and then hers follows right behind and also hits it, it drops the girl and uh, it lets out like a shriek and then it just gone. It disappears. Bye. At that moment, you hear multiple other screams throughout the whole house. Oh, no. I approach the screams. I'm going to try to open the door still. Okay. You, uh, You can't get it to open from the outside either. Okay, so I just go back in and... I mean, you can nope out of here. Nah, I'm not doing <laughs> But you can't get the door open. People are starting to freak out because now people are seeing things uh, all over the place. Uh, you see a very, very large shadowy spider hang down from the ceiling and grab someone. Rob, as you turn back and you see in the dining room area this very large spider, like fall down from the ceiling like the size of uh, I don't know like a Rottweiler maybe a little bigger grab someone they are screaming and it drags them toward the darkness uh, in the shadow of the door to the steps and as they go through it they seemingly disappear both the spider thing and the person Uh, why don't all three of you actually go ahead and read a bad situation because I think you guys are firmly in the bad situation yeah, this yeah. is pretty bad. I pull out a book and start reading it. Okay. It's called A Bad Situation. Exactly. So, wow, that's a nine. Oh. That's a, the German word for no. Oh, though, you got a no? I got a nine. 
Okay, well that's a that's a mixed success. I got eleven. Yeah, but it's still the German word for no. It is. What about uh, Rob? Nine. Okay, so Rob, you and uh, Brad both get to ask me one question. Do I get to ask you any question, or are there a specific list of questions I can ask? It's the read a bad situation questions. Here they are. Oh, right, right. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Uh, it, it, it seems to you as if these things are manifesting from the darkness itself around you. I shine my light. And I attack the darkness. Okay. It, like, literally, they seem to be popping out of shadow. I try to shine my light there, and I, like, hit the side of it like I'm trying to get the batteries to clink together properly. I know I mentioned spiders, or the spider thing earlier, but you know the spiders that, like, create, like, a little camouflage thing and they pop out of it and grab things? Yeah, like the trapdoor spiders. Yeah. Makes you think of that. Okay, but it's popping out of the shadows. Exactly. Any shadow. Terrifying. Which right now is a lot because the whole house is dark. What about Rob? What's Rob want to ask? What's the biggest threat? So the biggest threat is these things. I mean, I know that's a dumb answer, but the answer is very simple. These things seem to have gone on a killing spree uh, or something of that nature. And by the way, Alan, uh, this is very out of character for what study you had done for these things. It, like I said, they seem to only attack like, one person uh, every few years. And, you know, that's why there was no quote unquote confirmed cases of them even amongst the paranormal community, I should say, because there's never been anything like this. It's always just been like very, very secluded events. And, you know, they were in and they were out and they left no no, uh, no damages, no no witnesses, etc. Very clean job. Okay, so this is a lot different. It seems like something... Is it? Does it seem like it's still the same thing, acting out of character? It seems to fit a lot of the uh, motifs that were set forth by your study so far, taking the forms of things that were terrifying... Uh, working in the shadows and affected in some way by light. Okay, so my question, I want to go back to connecting the dots. I haven't used that hold yet. Okay. What does the monster want from this person? Presumably, Mr. Sullivan. So what does the monster want? I'm going to say that the way this works out, the way this plays out is you ask this aloud. What do you, what do you want, right? Like... You know what I'm saying? And the reason I say that is because Rob has some insight to that. Okay. They want to feed. They are here to consume. They said they were going to consume everyone. But why here specifically? Why why go after Jason and then get it and then it clicks? Something Mrs. Sullivan said. I knew this was a bad idea. What was the bad idea? She's working with them? Did she have this party to lure all these people in there? I think I'm connecting the dots. <laughs> <laughs> the dots. Okay. That was an actual epiphany, not a mechanical one. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So uh, you... I wrote an 11. Yeah, you get to ask me two of those questions. Actually, three, ain't it? On a 10 oh, yeah, plus, hold three, hold my bad. Three. Hold three. Boom. Okay. What's the best way to protect the victims? Okay, so the best way to protect the victims seems to be to interrupt. Stop them before they can take them into the darkness, whatever that might be. 
because in spite of the fact that it's all dark in here, there are definitely concentrated points of pure darkness, like the hallway leading into the basement, mm. like the hallway leading upstairs, like any open door uh, into a room with very little light, like the bathroom, uh, you know, dark corners where there's no natural light coming from the moonlight or the lights outside. Okay, so after asking that, mm-hmm. Liv's going to pull out her... 38. Okay. So she, now she's got a 9 in one hand and a 38 in the other. Just double fisting guns here? Yes. So then right. she's like pointing them everywhere. Listen, everybody. Try to stay out of the darkness. I know we're like in darkness, but you know what I mean. Try to get in the light. Anything you have that has light, point it. I don't know. Fire. Anybody got a lighter? All right. You have two more <laughs> questions. Okay, I'll do what's most vulnerable to me. Okay, so your bullets, they seemed to have an effect, but you noticed that the one downstairs barely reacted when you shot it. But when you both shot it, it seemed to make a difference. You also noticed that it did not react well to light, Mm -hmm. which was obviously the lights coming back on, but it's like you said, now they're off and they seem to be weakened for some reason, like electrical light seems to be weakened. Okay. What's my best way out? Out, because we need to get these people out of here. So, I mean, as far as you can tell, there doesn't seem to be a quote-unquote supernatural force holding these doors shut. It's all electrical. Well, I'm a burglar. You want to try and break out? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's the uh, we're gonna we're gonna circle back around. All right, uh, Brad, what's your plan? So I'm looking around for sources of light, places that seem to be a little less vulnerable to these things. And I'm trying to corral people in that direction, trying to get people to stay in a place where we can like almost like circle the wagons, you know, and those of us with arm who are armed, be ready to. So people ain't so scattered. Yes. Try to get them all together. where in a safish place where we can get around them and protect against anything coming after them. Okay. So you notice that in spite of the fact that a few lights um, are gone completely off, uh, well, I say a few lights, all the electrical lights are gone completely off, all of, the, all of the light bulbs, everything. A few outside are still shining through, but you happen to look out a window and you notice that most of the light that's still coming through is coming from, like, jack-o'-lanterns lining the porch and stuff. Fire, Candles. Fire. And at that moment, you, you also notice a few of these... A few candles, like ambient candles, lit around the room as part of the decorations, and they are still burning bright. I say bright, as bright as a candle could burn. Okay. Well, let's let's light things on fire then. Burn it to the ground. What's Rob do? Rob would love to get the power back on. Okay. So Rob's gonna go back downstairs. Because that way he can also get the people out of the basement possibly or tell them to leave the basement if there are any down there but he also wants to go to the power box again okay so uh you run across this mess and and as you guys are trying to figure out what to do by the way many of these things are popping up and they're trying to grab people some people have been grabbed and have been pulled into the darkness and are gone Okay, like you see one person pulled into a corner that is dark, and it's like the darkness just swallows them whole. And then they're gone. There's no struggle, no one being murdered or ripped apart. It is just, they're there, they go into the black darkness, and they're gone. 
you approach the uh, the darkened hallway that leads down into the basement, and uh, something steps out from it. What is Rob the most afraid of? Rob is the most afraid of Thomas the Train. Toot! For real? Is it really Thomas the Train? Yes. Okay. Shadow Thomas the Train. (laughs) You pull back the door to the basement and you just see those gigantic bulbous eyes rolling back and forth. (laughs) And that grin, but his like dark shadowy grin is like got this black ecor like dripping from his chin all onto the ground and he is <laughs> chugga chugga rolling out of the doorway towards you slowly <laughs> oh, do we need an explanation as to why he's afraid of Thomas the train uh you can give it if you want the reason that he is half ghost is because he got hit by a Thomas the train float at a parade Oh my gosh. And it did what to him? Knocked him down a staircase or? It like ran him over. Like it landed on him. Oh wow, it was like a big, okay. Yeah, like a float yeah. in a parade. Those things are heavy. And it almost killed you. Yeah. There was a Thomas train parade okay. at the Christmas parade last year. And we were telling all the kids that Thomas the train eats children's souls. So. I mean, it's true. It's very true. Okay. And a choo-choo. It's coming them towards you. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, that is solid, solid freaking gold. Um, <laughs> that was unexpected. Okay, I need to know. What do you do? Are you gonna are you gonna try and react to this thing in a fighting sort of way? Uh, are you going or do you what do you want to do? Whenever I connected to that thing earlier, did it seem like it was a spirit or No. Okay. Very foreign. Very, very foreign presence. Okay. Well, I mean so it's like in my way of going to the power box. Yeah, it's coming out it seems like whatever like the, the hall that leads into the basement is pure darkness. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no light shining through there, and it's coming out of it at you. And I have no light. Not on you. Uh, I I need you to act under pressure. Just roll me and act under pressure. So I got an 11. Oh, okay. With an 11, that is a success. You do what you set out to do. So are you trying to run away, to get away from this thing? What are you trying to do? I would like to run away from it. You want to just run away from it? Are you, are you trying? You still trying to get downstairs, or are you bailing on that because of where it is? I I did want to go downstairs. I'll say that um, you some it like comes out at you quickly. Like at first, it's just kind of creeping out, but then it just lunges out at you. But where the front half of it is just the train, the back half of it is this like fleshy creature down on all fours, um, with its like the elbows on its arms and its legs come way up past this like nasty back covered in sores. Yeah, sorry. And uh, you just kind of... I want to face the floor into the basement. Okay, so you just zoop out the way into the basement. It is dark down here. Mm. Where you're standing, though, you face to the floor right in front of the electrical panel. What is Liv doing? So she has both of her guns drawn. And she's like this. Okay. 
you know, telling everybody try to get, you know, in some kind of light or yes. lighter shadow, I guess. You said that when her and Jay shot together, it did, like, it had Seemed a better to have effect. a better effect, yes. But I've got two guns, so is that the same? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mean in theory. In theory, yes. And as you are brandishing your guns and yelling for people to get into the light, oh, no. you spin around and you turn. And what is it that Liv <laughs> is the most afraid of? <laughs> I don't know. Because she went to juvie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, you know, she had a rough childhood and also, like, she's a bad kid. And so she went to juvie for a while. And when she was there, there was this one guard that always, like, messed with her. And they would play jokes on her and stuff. And, like, that guard would beat her up sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was a bigger man. He was really tall. Mm-hmm. Like, to her, he seemed... Freakishly tall. Okay. And he always wore black sunglasses and his cap, and he always carried like a bat, like a club or whatever. Okay, yeah, like a police, like a nightstick. Yeah, that's his shoes. Okay, so as you're branching around, you turn and you see this warden figure uh, sort of looming over you. He looks like he's eight feet tall, uh, long, gorilla-like arms, and he is hunched, and uh, his neck is, like, abnormally long, and he is grinning with these glasses on as he, like, steps towards you, uh, spinning that nightstick in his hand. And I need you to act under pressure. Or are you going to try and shoot at him? If she's got her guns out already, uh-huh. she probably would just... Just fire off? Just fire. Kick some Batowski. Yeah, roll to kick some Batowski for me. From a 2d6 plus tough. Oh, I got an 11. All right, so with a 10 plus, you, you harm him, you get him, uh, and you get to choose one effect because he's going to hurt you too. So you choose. You gain the advantage, which means you take one forward, uh, plus one forward, or you give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm. You suffer less harm, minus one harm, or you force them where you want them. Mm. You, is it lighter outside, or? A little bit, yeah. So can I force him where I want him outside? No. Or is that possible? Uh, you, you don't, he seems to be somewhat corporeal in the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you couldn't push him through a wall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll do, I'll inflict terrible harm. Okay. So what is the harm on your two weapons? Uh, two harm on the 38 uh-huh. and two harm on the nine. So you do a total of five harm on him? Yes. Okay. So you fire off and one hits him in the chest, but the other one hits him right in the eye of those shadowy sunglasses. And when that one hits him, he like screeches and flops back and he's like, twisting and spinning all over and just like jerking around and clawing at his face and then he just slumps back into the darkness but as he was flopping around and flying around he does slap you right across the face with that club Mm. and uh, you take three harm oof that's almost a bad harm yeah that is almost um yeah you're almost uh what's the word unstable well i thought it said that if you kick some butt you harm them and they harm you. One of the effects, rather than do extra harm, could have been uh, you take one less, but you still would have taken harm. 
The only way that you can ever not take any harm and kick some butt is if you roll a 12 plus uh, when you have an advanced, an advancement on this, which you can do when you level up and stuff. So there it is. Uh, all right, Brad. At this moment, as you're all sort of doing your things, uh, the place is going crazy. At this point, there are dozens of these things. It seems like, you know, for every four, four or five people in this house, there is one of these creatures making itself known. You don't have any idea what's going on with people upstairs uh, or downstairs. Even you, Rob, you're in the uh, in the storage area with the panel, and you don't see anyone in there. So, Brad, this situation has gone real, real bad. So what do you want to do? I want to call on my net friends to see if they can teleport in <laughs> from the Wi-Fi on my phone. Phone a friend. Okay. So, yeah, I'm thinking, hmm, things seem dire. There are like 12 or more of these things. I have four bullets left in my gun. I have a pocket full of more, but reloading, you know, it's a very uh, time-intensive activity oh, yeah, that has me exposed because I can't carry magazines around. So the last thing that you didn't, you, aren't you the one that asked me about the light and all that? Yeah, I It's all the natural lights. Okay. Yeah, so I was trying to get everybody corralled where we can kind of pin them up. Uh, but it seems like it seems like it, that might be a tall order from the description that you described. Things are getting bad. Yeah. So I try to f- f- see if Mrs. Uh, Jason uh, Sullivan mm-hmm. is Mrs. You're Sullivan good. anywhere? Not in sight. Last time you saw her, she was upstairs, and it doesn't sound like it's going well up there either. So I start to head up there to see if I can find her because of that thing I remembered. Okay. You approach the staircase and there's no one in it because it is shrouded in total darkness. Mm. Uh which you have your little flashlight, right? Yeah. You, it's not working well. Like I said, it's like something is messing with electrical power. Uh but you can you try to shine it up through there and it's like it's cutting through. But you know how you know how it is when you're driving in, in a very, very foggy night and it's it's like the light is stopped by this thick fog. It's kinda oh, like yeah. that, except the fog is pure black. Yeah. So I, I try to go up slowly so I'm not so I can still see whatever's directly in front of me. Same sort of uh uh stance with my flashlight pointing forward on one arm, my other arm resting on it with a gun. And then I start to go quick, more quickly as I get partway up the stairs and it seems safe. After like two stairs, I kind of zip up the rest of the way. Okay, I need an act under pressure. Under pressure. So that's a cool, that's an 11. Okay. Nice. You do what you set out to do. I do it. You should be very thankful for that role right now. I am. <laughs> Uh, you somehow you you manage. So so actually, what happens is this: um, you're trying to kind of press through with your with your flashlight to run through. It's pandemonium around you, and right as you go to step through, someone like gets sent flying back behind you. And when they do, it hits one of those uh, one of those candles on the mantelpiece, and the candle like uh, falls and. For some reason, it like it like catches on some of those streamers. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. candle, instead of like falling to the ground and snuffing out, it like rolls out and like 
catches one of those streamers, you know how that, that tissue paper is. It yeah. lights up quick, like a wick. And when that, like, blaze happens, every one of those shadowy creatures just, like, shrieks and is driven back by it. And you have that opportunity to just rush up the stairs. I rush up the stairs. Okay. You get up there. It's the same up here, except the hallway is darker. And there's some of that orange glow still just just starting to fade from the uh, lit up streamers downstairs, and your flashlight is sort of doing its thing. But there are people like bleeding and shrieking and pushing back against these creatures, and it's all sorts of things. You see like a werewolf made of shadow. Uh, you see more like bug-like creatures. Uh, you see, like, a giant snake wrapped around someone. Uh, just horrific, monstrous things. Do I see Mrs. Sullivan? You do. She's against the back wall. There's another, uh, form of Jason, but he has latched onto her. Does it look like a, an antagonistic thing? Yes. She's weeping and screaming. I shoot it. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to have to have another act under pressure on this one. And the reason is because I need a sort of role to determine how it works because of how close they are. Does that make sense? Yep. And I do try to close as much distance as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nine. German, no. So with a nine, um, you do it. But there is a price to pay, a worse outcome, or a hard choice. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a price to pay. Okay. And that is that uh, the the bullet does connect, but you also hear Mary scream out, and it seems like maybe the bullet went through both the child and has hit her a little bit. You don't know how bad. So I rush forward to see how bad. Okay, you rush forward. Rob, you're in the basement. The moment you land down there, Thomas the trains appear out of every wall, and they're just crawling towards you on all fours. Why? I want to use magic. To do what? I want to banish a spirit or curse from the power box. Okay. Let's uh, let's see that roll. That's uh, a seven plus. Plus weird. Three, so ten. Man, you guys are really getting it with these rolls. Uh, the magic works without issues. So you uh, you are trying to banish whatever curse is keeping the power off, right? Yes. So you, how do you do that? What do you do? Mm. So in this case, the way that I mer- like go through stuff, mm-hmm. would just say like I kind of put my hand inside of it, inside of the power box, and. Mm-hmm push my energy into it in kind of an electrifying way. Okay. All right. So you're trying to jumpstart the power. Uh, You do that, and um, the lights do kick on, okay, throughout the whole house. When they do, uh, you can all see this. It has an immediate effect on these creatures. They seem to uh, shrink immediately and draw back toward the dimmer and darker spots in the house. They drop whoever they're carrying or whoever they've 
they've latched onto or have wounded, and they start to, like, just quickly jerk back toward dark parts in the house. But it doesn't, like, banish them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And where you are, the the darkest part of the room is where you are standing up against that wall. Nice. Some of them go back against the far back wall, but I already established there's just that one bulb in the center of this big area. Uh, and they just kind of zoop towards you. They shrink and they lose some of their Thomas the Train form. But there are about three of them now that they are kind of skulking towards you up against the wall. Rob. And you hear that voice again speaking to you. You can't Sure I can. No, 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 no. We will feed tonight. Face, face, face. Okay, I want to... There's an option on this sheet. It says end of session. Can we do that one? (laughs) 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 Uh, They're moving toward the box. They're moving towards you. All three of them. Okay. These little lights won't stop us. Okay. I want to use magic again. Okay. To do what? To bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Okay. So I want to prevent them from messing with the power box. Okay. Go ahead and roll it and see what happens. That is six plus three is nine. Okay. So with a nine, uh, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch, and I will choose what effect the glitch has. You choose both the effect and the glitch. What's the glitch? The effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. I had a feeling you were going to say that. So you reach up and sort of put like a ghost field around this thing? Yeah. So all the Thomases in the back of the room start eking their way up the sidewall. And now there's about six of them, and they're moving towards you. And the two that are right there up on you, one of them reaches up and grabs you by the wrist. You will come with us. And another one grabs you by the other wrist. Okay, but I don't want to. We will. So what is uh, Liv doing? Liv, the last thing that you saw was fire going off in here, and it lit the place up. Now the lights are back on, and you can still see these things kind of running back, and there's still that sort of glitchy, flickery dimming effect going on, okay? She's going to holster her guns. Okay. And I'm going to try to do this if you think it's stupid, then tell me. But I had that artifact. Okay. And, like, I figure she kind of went to the ground after she got hit because she got hit really hard. Okay. Uh, and she kind of touches the blood on her face or... Right. Was it on her face? Yeah, like like your head. Tim. Yeah. So she touches the blood on her face, looks at it, and, like, 
reaches in like a necklace mm-hmm. and pulls out this artifact that she stole from some reptilian's house. Okay. <laughs> and she kind of just holds it in her hand and closes her eyes and it kind of lights up and takes away a harm. Yeah, because it should have protected you for one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it like stop. It takes one of your harm out. And she just breathes and puts it back in her shirt. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and goes over to where the fire is Mm -hmm. and, like, gets some of it. I don't know. kind of makes, like, a torch. Okay. Um, Like a candle or, you know, the candle that knocked over. Can she grab it or... Yeah, that candle's gone out now, but there are multiple candles. She wants to grab some kind of flame. So you tell me how to do that. So there is a candle. You know, it's just a regular, like, stick wax candle. It's not a lot of flame or fire. But if you want to try and make, like, a torch, you could use some of your... I don't know. You, you could try to make one, like a makeshift make torch out of like some cloth that you have. Yeah, I want to do that. Let's say that you could probably find something here to use as like sort of a handle, like part of a part of a mop or something right here. You know, I mean, just I'm, I'm say you could probably improvise something. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have you roll a uh, act under pressure to do that. Yes, plus cool. That's six. Okay, so a six is a failure. Mm, um, so I'm going to use a luck. Oh, okay. All right, use a luck. You make a great torch. Thank you. You find like some sort of slow burning oil. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a jug of kerosene under the under the sink. I don't that's know. what I thought. Uh, and you you like wrap up part of your costume that's like like a pleathery sort of thing or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. And uh, you take a piece of a mop handle that's like, like metal, and mm-hmm. you, you kind of wrap a handle around it, and you make a torch. It takes you about 30 seconds, but you've got that, or a minute, rather. Just kind of quickly do it. You know, you've done this before for some reason. And now you have a torch, and you light it on fire. Um, what is Brad doing right now? You're checking on Mary. Yeah, I'm making sure she's not shot. Yeah, you rush forward around the time the lights come on, and evil kid Jason is pushed back. He zips back into his bedroom Looks like maybe he's, he just like quickly backwards crawled under, underneath the bed in a not creepy way, except it was super creepy. Right, right. And then uh, you see that apparently Mary has a, a gunshot wound on her uh, on her arm, but it looks like it just grazed her, just a graze on the right arm. Okay, so I look at the graze and I say, "Okay, good. So, do you have any idea what's going on here? Where was that, my Jason?" No, that was not your Jason. What is this? What is happening? I don't did, know. I'm asking did you. you. Did you do this? No. Did you bring them here? What is? The, what are these things? There were monsters everywhere. Is did they take? Did they take my Jason? Maybe. That's what I'm trying to find out. So do you? Do you not know what's going on here? I have. I have no idea. Oh, we have to get out of here. Let's put it. We have to go. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. So you grab her, and, and there are people wounded. Uh, people are screaming because their friends or significant other are gone, just gone. Yeah. So, are you trying to get everyone to run out? I'm trying to get everybody to go down the stairs. I'm trying to use my light, and it's it's on fire downstairs, right? Well, it, no. That what was there is burn up. It was just like oh. that tissue paper. It bur- it's it's like dropping a little piece of newspaper on the floor. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to really ignite yeah. a flame. And they so got that fancy to, hardwood. I looked to Mrs. Sullivan. I said, like, "Do you have anything that can that can light a fire?" 
lighters downstairs, I'm sure. Why? Because they seem to be able to mess with the electricity, but uh, actual flame, the light from actual flame seems to do something to keep them back. So if we can... We can start a fire. I don't want us, you know. I don't want to. I want to be careful. I don't want us to all just go out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> but in the kitchen, probably, probably. Okay, we have to let's, go. Let's let's go. go. Run. Let's go to the kitchen. I go forward with my same stance. As you're running forward, you hear a crash. As you're like running, you step past a guest room. It looks like someone just jumped out the window. Good call on their part. People are freaking out, screaming and running for the stairs. You get to the bottom of the stairs about the time Rob. Yeah. You are surrounded. Okay. These things are moving on you. Right. Uh, at this point, they've, they've sort of abandoned their Thomas the Train look, and they just look like what you would assume is sort of their vanilla style. They are black as shadow. Mostly formless or faceless, not like the faceless thing that Alan was talking about. Like they don't have a face; it's just like a rounded head, like vaguely humanoid, but the proportions are all wrong. And they are grabbing hold of you. So what do you do? They are grabbing you. So they're grabbing me. I can't like go through people. So yeah, that's true. I would like to do one thing that is beyond human limitations with magic. Is that one of the magic effects? Yeah. Okay, what's the thing? How many of them are there? Right now there are six. Four of them have a hand on you. Uh, what, what you gonna do, boy? I mean, I want to run. Okay, you can do that. Like, rip free of all four of these guys. Okay, so I mean, that's beyond human limitation. So you're trying to rip yourself free from them. So we'll call that your magical effect using your ghost aura. Uh, roll it. That is a five plus three is eight. It works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. Your effect is doing the beyond human limitation. What's the a glitch? It's weekend of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate and welcome attention. It has a problematic side effect. I'll take one harm. Okay, so you take one ar- one harm, ignore armor, uh, as you are ripping yourself free from these things in like a ghosty leap. Uh, nah. One of them, it's like claws down your back. Right. Unfortunately, as soon as you clear them, and I'm assuming you head for the steps. Yes. Lights kick off. Are you serious? Right when you get to the top of the steps. You get to the top of the steps, uh, the lights don't just poof, kick off all at once. They're like flickering, and you know any second they're going to go off as you're running up the steps. And you hear that that like low laughter again, like coming through the whole house, and people start freaking out and shrieking. Uh, Brad, you come down the steps with Mrs. Sullivan uh, into the kitchen. You see that uh, Liv is standing there. She has a torch lit in her hands. And the lights are flickering, and you are all running together into the living room slash kitchen. Uh, Daniel is there. Mr. Sullivan is passed out on the floor. Uh, He seems to be bleeding. And there are other people screaming and running at the doors and clawing at the windows and trying to get out. What do you do? I uh, go and try to find something to set on fire. 
Okay, Felicia has a burning torch in her hand, or I should say Liv does. I do, I do. Okay, so I say, hey, let's try to light this place up. Listen, we need to get these people out, and she's going to, like, point at the window. Like, let's break a window and make them get out, and I'm going to start catching stuff on fire. And she's just going to start running around, like, catching everything in the house on fire. Okay, I'll start ushering people towards the window. You got to break it. i shoot the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brad just grabs his gun and starts firing out the window. Uh, yeah, you shoot the window. The windows shatter. You easily knock them out. Uh, the lights kick off. Things start coming out again, trying to grab everyone. They are coming at you all, but everyone's bunched together. I'm assuming that, uh, Liv, you've started to set things on fire. Oh, I'm doing I'm setting everything on fire. Everywhere that the fire has started to light, which I'm assuming you're going for mostly like cloth, curtains, furniture, yes. uh, etc. It is all lighting up, and I'm not going to make you roll for acting under pressure because you're doing it sort of like before the lights go out, and you've lit, and lit a number of fires, and I'm assuming now you're kind of like standing in front of them. Uh, what about Rob? Rob is going to try to bust the door open. Okay. How do you do that? With magic? Yes. All right, roll it. Six plus three is nine. What's your glitch? It has a problematic side effect. Okay. The door swings open. You, you bust it open with your magic. When you do, where this place is kind of like coming together. I'm going to say it happens around the same time that Brad knocks the windows out and there's sort of a pressurized effect and some of the fire that uh, Liv has lit has gone out. At that exact moment, as people are running out, uh, you hear a shriek. Brad, you look back and Mrs. Sullivan has been grabbed by three forms of Jason. They have a hand on each of her shoulders and they are pulling her back toward the darkness in the staircase. I only have two bullets left in my gun, so I fire at two of them. Okay, let's call it an act under pressure. Eight. So, uh, you're, you, it's a mixed success, so I'm going to give you either a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Um, the price to pay is, you, you notice, as you're about to fire off, you notice that the same thing is happening to Daniel, baseball boy. I just shoot at the ones I was already shooting at. That's all I can do. So you fire at the ones that grabbed Mary, and uh, they do drop her. Uh, And you notice that Daniel, your friend, uh, is dragged off into the shadow. And you hear, as he lets out, a sort of final scream, and he is gone. (laughs) As Liv turns and rushes toward the door, She lights every curtain she can find with her torch. Every tablecloth, the webs, the streamers hanging from the ceiling, every decoration is lit with her kerosene-fueled torch as she runs toward the door, and Brad, you follow suit, dragging Mr. and Mrs. Sullivan with you. Everyone is rushing out the door, everyone that can. Along, you see a few snatched more by these night terrors, and... The screams are filling your ears, but as soon as you can get clear of the door and down the steps, you hear as the flames roar louder, apparently having caught on to some sort of fuel. Maybe it was 
some alcohol or who can say. All you know is now in the front lawn surrounded by people injured and terrified, crying, you can hear coming from the burning house the screams of people that were still inside, people that couldn't get to the door. But that's not all you hear. You also hear the shrieks of the creatures, the night terrors, as the flames seem to be engulfing them as well, with no escape. And as you stand, you hear the distant ring of sirens as the smoke billows upward. You realize that you have defeated these creatures. But at what cost, only the morning will tell. <laughs>